home for the St. Louis Cardinals. Another state plans to take the Trump name off the ballot. I'm Dave Anthony. Fox News Illinois joins Maine and Colorado with a judge's ruling that the former president could appeal like he has in other cases. The U.S. Supreme Court's already heard arguments from Colorado about a similar claim. The controversy centers on the 14th Amendment, which bars anyone from serving as an officer of the U.S., if they engaged in insurrection or rebellion. Lawyers for the former president have argued the amendment doesn't apply in this case. Foxes till NATO and the Supreme Court will hear another Trump appeal April 22nd, considering his claim that he should be immune from prosecution for actions he took while in office. This is an attempt to get the federal 2020 election-related criminal case against him dismissed. With the border a big election issue, there will be dueling Trump-Biden border visits going today, both of them. The president will be in Brownsville, where Fox's Lawrence Jones is. You know, the big question for the president of the United States, why is, why this location? I mean, I was here a year ago when there was an actual surge going on. Now we're down to about 15 to 17 migrants uh, crossing illegally a day. That's in that area. The Trump trip is to Eagle Pass, where there are more illegal crossings, but the White House calls his visit a political stunt. Fox's Sean Hannity will interview the former president in Texas at 9 p.m. Eastern on Fox News Channel. Chaos and more death in Gaza. Israel saying a crowd of Palestinians waiting for food and other humanitarian aid turned into a stampede and attempted looting and their soldiers opened fire. Palestinian officials say more than 100 people were killed, bringing the number of Palestinian deaths in the war in Gaza to over 30,000. The developments inside Gaza come as talks for a possible ceasefire continue. And U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said in a statement, quote, the most important thing when this conflict in Gaza comes to an end is to end this cycle of violence once and for all. Fox's Trey Yingston, Tel Aviv, a police officer in Washington, D.C. was shot. People in the area of the Naval Yard urged to shelter in place as the search continues for the shooter. America's listening to Fox News. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare information guide absolutely free. Call 800-919-3200. That's 800-919-3200. 800-919-3200. Life insurance. Why are you putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think you don't need it? There's lots of excuses for putting off life insurance. But if you weren't there, who would pay the mortgage and other bills? With Ethos, you could be covered in 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at getethos.com. That's getethos.com. Well, as former President Trump tries to get a criminal case dropped and deals with another state removing him from a ballot, he's also dealing with a very expensive appeal in a New York civil case. Former President Trump offered to put up $100 million toward the $454 million judgment against him, saying on appeal he couldn't raise all the funds needed, in part because of a block on allowing him to obtain loans. An appellate judge, though, sided with the New York Attorney General, finding he has to post the full amount, but is allowing him to seek loans in order to do so. A lower court judge found the former president and his company lied about the amount his real estate is worth in order to obtain better loans and insurance policies. The former president said the case against him amounts to election interference. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Parts of the Texas panhandle are in smoldering ruins. In a wildfire disaster, one woman's been killed. Well, 
Our house is still standing. But that man's neighbors were not so lucky. The pictures are heartbreaking. Small communities with only a few thousand people are bearing the brunt of massive wildfires that have spread over several counties and 500 miles. Fox's Casey Stiegel in Dallas. The government may not partially shut down as feared this weekend. Congressional leaders have come to an agreement on six appropriation spending bills to fund a group of government agencies. According to a joint statement, the plan is to vote on the bills by March 8th. With a partial government shutdown deadline Friday, a GOP source tells Fox News the House plans to vote Thursday on a short-term spending bill to fund the government for another week. Leaders say Congress will work on finishing and passing the final six spending bills before March 22nd saying, quote, we are in agreement that Congress must work in a bipartisan manner to fund our government. On Capitol Hill, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. On Wall Street, stocks could fall again like yesterday. Dow futures down about 100 points ahead of another report this morning on inflation. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Here's a look at local news. An investigation is underway into a residential fire in Champaign. Firefighters called to a home on West Tremont Street Tuesday. They were able to get the homeowner out without any injuries. The cause of the fire yet to be determined. The homeowner is going to have to find somewhere else to live for the time being. University of Illinois College of Veterinary Medicine had an email error Monday night. They sent out acceptance letters to 44 applicants who were actually waitlisted. The college said they recognized the error almost instantly and sent a correction minutes later. They said admissions decisions being sent to hundreds of applicants and an administrative error led to the unfortunate mistake. A doctor with Carl Health wants the community to know about recent rise in measles, saying there aren't any cases in central Illinois right now, but feels it's important to open the conversation to prevent the disease. Indiana Department of Public Health confirming from Northwest Indiana has it and that a person went to three different Chicago hospitals while contagious. You're up to date from the Stevie J Broadcasting Newsroom. I'm Jim Miller. All right, thank you, Jim. Good morning. It is Thursday morning. This is the last day. If you have a leap year birthday, happy birthday. Exactly. Leap year. Solia, you weren't born on a leap year day, 29 February, were you? No, no. I Actually, March 10, a week from Sunday. Okay. Uh, well. the, uh, the birthday. So I, I, but, but you know what? You know what? Th- those folks with, with uh, leap year birthdays, I mean, they could technically be, you know, a lot younger. Right. Right? If you well, you, to you, celebrate you're, every you're four years. 40, you're 10. Right. So, I mean... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, happy. Good math. That's that's the right kind of math. Happy. I think it's your fortieth coming up, isn't it? That's happy. Who mine? Yeah. Uh, uh. Maybe for forty-first. Maybe. <laughs> oh, it's our meteorologist. But we're all not quite as young as Diane, are that's we? That's exactly <laughs> whatever. Right. Weather brought to you by the Urbana Park District. They remind you, read across America is coming your way on Saturday at Lincoln Square between ten and one. The first one thousand people through the doors will get a free book and bag urbana park district is a sponsor for read across america saturday starting at 10 two days ago we set an all-time record at 74 degrees this yep. morning my car thermometer said 17 mr greg mm. that is a dr- certainly swing of uh, temperatures enough to drive uh, folks who are in the bin and barn and management of grain and silos kind of uh, to the old apothecary trying to keep up with the swings of temperature and humidity levels yeah it's a cold one but you know we're not really far off from what we'd expect for a late uh, winter or late uh, last day of February uh, temperature this morning across the area and the fact that we'll pop into the 40s once again warm grounds uh, lack of snow cover and Pacific air and 
and the El Nino weather pattern all in our favor. Uh, 19 now at Willard in Savoy and Rantoul, 20 over at Danville. Colder spots, about 13 up at uh, Milford in Iroquois County currently. 19 over into Bloomington Normal to a reading of, uh, let's say, 30 in the downtown St. Louis. Teens in their suburban areas. Chicago checks in at uh, 20 degrees. Some lake snows into parts of Ohio, Pennsylvania, and New York State. And 11 tornadoes were popped in some of that stuff that came through at least northern Illinois uh, from the folks at uh, the National Weather Service. Uh, quite unusual tornado watches and actual tornado activity in late February. In any event, it's been one of those years, uh, winter seasons at least. Sunny skies, 45 today. Normal high this time of the year at 42. Southwest to south breeze, increasing clouds tonight down near 30. Tomorrow, system passing well to the south may bring about maybe a sprinkle and a snowflake into the south end of the county and southward from there tomorrow morning and again in the afternoon. Partly sunny otherwise in 46, up near 60 on Saturday, near 70 on Sunday. Some shower activity Monday, a little rain Tuesday and Wednesday. We go from the 60s on Monday, still well into the 50s for highs above average uh, for Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. For Steve VJ Parkcasting, Abby Dolchus, Greg Soljay. It is always a pleasure to welcome John Putner. He was a man that uh, worked at the, I guess you were pretty much in the swamp for a while, weren't you, John? <laughs> Tried to not actually go to D.C., but I sent people there. Well, that's how you do it. Uh-huh. John Putner could be president if he lived in Milwaukee. I mean, that'd be all right. <laughs> president of Take Back Action Fund. He was a Bush 2000 age aide. Only person in the United States history to run a campaign defeating a majority leader in a primary. He's John Pudner. All right, so both Biden and Trump are going to have dueling visits to the border. I guess um, <laughs> this is what is just, how do I explain it in words? Uh, they had like 17 people coming across. They, they, they clean up the shop when the president comes, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's so... What what's going on? Why? What does it matter at this point? He hasn't come. He hasn't gone yet. So he's seeing the polls. Is that what's happening? Uh, oh yeah, there's a crunch numbers. No, that's what's happening. And it's funny. I've had a couple of Texas interviews today, and uh, they obviously know the geography better than I. That yeah, nothing happened. Nothing happens where Biden's going. <laughs> he's going to a spot where there's no risk of visuals of immigrants crossing the border or anything else. So uh, he's picked a safe spot, but he's he's in damage control at this point. You know, twenty some percent think he's handling the border well. And I don't know what that twenty. But, but yeah, I was going to say, where where can we find one of those people? I would really like to talk to him. The so mall. You, so you think they just got a coffee drink? I, I don't, I, I'm not aware of no anything. No idea. Have never seen a video clip. So he's going to a spot that's going to look good visually, and then he's going to be on the ground for what an hour, and then back in the plane. Yeah, I think that's about it. And he's uh, yeah, he, he's got to make the visit. And and here's what's hitting him in the polls. It's not just that only twenty percent uh, agree with how he's handling it. It's that this has become the number one issue, along with inflation, depending on how you ask the question. But that's no better for him. So, yeah, you've got close to 30% on each of those issues saying the most important issue. And I tell you, we've we've been out with teams of door knockers, um, and uh, not in the border area. It's by far the biggest issue. You just knock on a door and ask, top issue. I mean, they're, they're more, say, immigration than anyone else. Any other issue, all other issues combined, it's because they connect it to something. They even know of a fentanyl death. You know, a crime, or my gosh, this Georgia student that was killed by an illegal immigrant in what's basically a sanctuary city, Athens. So it just hits home. People are thinking, like, well, gosh, I go out jogging, I could get killed. You know, there has to be a, a real non theoretical, this is a huge problem. 
Well, we've added people, and, and of course we've all been railing about this, or I have anyway, not put words in John Pudner's mouth and the Tabman's Stone phone line, but I certainly would say, listen, it's, it's tantamount to taking the front door off your home. Well, you wouldn't do that. Well, why not? Well, because somebody might come in that might hurt you. You know, it might be one out of 100, but whatever. There's, there are people now, elements that, you know, Venezuela's emptying their prisons, we're allowing people in. But, but, but for Joe Biden politically, you know, every crime, and there's a list of people that have harmed and murdered and, and sexually assaulted and all these other things that are illegal immigrants. And so this is his issue, isn't it, John? I mean, you, you're not going to get away from the fact that Trump is way ahead on this issue with Joe Biden. You know, your analogy is great on the front door. And uh, and to go even further, show how Trump was ahead of the game. You know, a lot of conservatives don't realize when he proposed the wall, that's never been a 50% issue until the last year. You know, the, the walls kind of made fun of everything else. And for the first time now, over 50% are saying they want the wall built. And it's like 53%, but it's only 31% saying no. So even that next step of people are thinking, well, maybe we do need a wall. Maybe I'm, I am being mugged by reality here. So he was he was that far ahead of the game. I mean, it took, it took the majority of Americans, you know, eight years to catch up and say, my gosh, we do have to have a wall. And, and your front door analogy is perfect. Well, and again, no matter what, anything comes out, no matter what, Republicans are colluding with Russia. I heard that yesterday. Well, John, is that still playing? And I mean, is that playing Peoria? Well, come on. What are we doing? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you're a little closer to Peoria than I am. Not too much, but yeah, <laughs> right, I, right. I, I don't think so, though. That's my read on it. Uh, no, I, I don't think they can get away from it. You know, he, he, he's, his best case, Biden, is just to say, well, you know, it's Congress. They, they did agree to this agreement. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like Congress, but, you know, he's got the history now. I mean, Nate Silver was out there a year ago saying, look, if he rescinds Title 42, which he plans to do, that's pretty devastating for him. That was Nate Silver just crunching numbers. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, that's an executive order. That's on him. You know, he can't talk about that being something that Congress bungled. I mean, he said you can no longer deport these people when you catch them. And, and that's just going to be on Joe Biden in this election. Do you really believe he's going to make it? I'm standing by my guns. Oh, it's too late. It's Biden, Trump. I, I just don't, I do not think Joe Biden will be their nominee. I, I, I'm leaning that way. The thing I always remind people is if, if this were, you know, a risk game or something, of course he wouldn't be your nominee. You take him out. You just always have to convince the one person, you know, it's, it's him. And these candidates, sometimes with their egos, I mean, I, I, I'm sure yeah, his ego you, can't you, take You do it, the yeah. Richard Nixon. You say, sir, we're yeah. going to impeach you tomorrow, and the Democrats are all in. What do you want to do? I mean, I, yeah. I, I, the Democrats need to understand that Donald Trump can beat Joe Biden. Right. Yes, I, I think so. They've got to be there. You certainly see everyone from the New York Times, other you know, laying out scenarios and how the convention should do this. They, they're definitely trying to lay the groundwork. And you know, at some point, Biden's going to curse someone out who tells him he's got to step aside and say, "There's no way Trump can beat me." You know, the egos yeah, are there, yeah, yeah. and that's the moment none of us will be there for to see if it happens. You know, I could write a novel and talk about the first family, and I, I'm starting to think it's Jill Biden who's calling the shots. Pretty wild, huh? Yeah, it could be. That's uh, I mean, we got forced for oh, I'm sorry. first ladies who are I, good. Too. I take it back. <laughs> Doctor Joe Biden is calling. <laughs> hey, listen. Thank you. Always a pleasure, John. How can people reach you? Oh, takebackaction.org is the best place to start. It loves to do events around the country, so certainly shooting down the road for Milwaukee's easy. Thank you, John Pudner. We appreciate it very much. Tabman's toying phone line. Illinois in a shootout wins the game. Yes. 
The final was 105 to 97. Thank goodness we pulled away. Boy, it was back and forth. Number 13, Illini. Yeah, got well, some audio. I'm wait till the break because okay. I've, I've got a little a little Coleman Hawkins Brad Underwood I'll play right after the Fox Business Minute here coming up. But essentially, 203 points is that the total? 200, 202 points. Man. Most most combo in the Big Ten in 15 years. Okay. It was absolutely Illinois shot it well. Minnesota shot it crazy. When Minnesota comes in and shoots 15 out of 21 from the three-point line, yeah. that's 70%, and they lost by eight. If they'd have made 11 out of 21, which would have been phenomenal, we win by 19. Mm-hmm. It, they were remarkable, and we played great offensively. I don't know if it's bad defense or just great offense. Right. These 61% guys, from the field yeah. is what we shot, and Terrence Shannon Jr. led the team with 29. Coleman Hawkins, what, sunk the first eight, I think. It was uh, it was great to see a couple yeah. of threes on his and smiles on his face right from the beginning. Uh, Marcus Domask was 18 to 22, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, go Illini. Go Illini. And next up will be Saturday at noon in Wisconsin at the Kohl Center. And our Illinois women will be facing Michigan State. I believe that game is at 7 o'clock. So, go Illini there. Speaking of women's basketball, we had number six, Iowa, taking down Minnesota 108 to 60 yesterday. Mm. The 17th triple double this season for Caitlin Clark, who had 33 points. And beat Lynette Woodard's 77 through 81 run with 3,649 points. With 3,650 points, they had the game and the salute to Lynette and all of that. So, Caitlin Clark continues to awe these huge audiences when they come see the game at Minnesota yesterday. So, way to go for women's sports. Northwestern over Maryland, 68 to 61. Nebraska will be at Ohio State at 5.30 tonight, and Michigan State is at Rutgers for the 7.30 game. NBA had Chicago Bulls over Cleveland in overtime, two overtimes. Wow. That final was 132 to 123. Iowa had 21 points in that and game. And Iowa's coming of age. Mm-hmm. Oof. He's really playing well. Our weather brought to you by the Urbana Park District. And they remind you, Read Across America is coming up at Lincoln Square on Saturday from 10 to 1. Make sure you come on out and learn more at urbanaparks.org. Hello again, everyone. Let's check weather. Free Central Dawn, Champagne, Van Anvis. Saturday, nice one ahead here on this leap year day. Sunshine, afternoon temperatures for this last day in February at about 45 degrees with a south wind at about 8 to 15 miles per increasing clouds tonight. Lows near 30. There'll be weather system passing well to the south of us for the day tomorrow, but still into the south end of the county and south from there. Maybe a couple sprinkles and snowflakes into the early to morning and a sprinkle in the afternoon. Otherwise, we'll turn it partly sunny up to 46 and a light south wind. Clouds breaking in the 30s to Tomorrow night, we'll flirt with 60 and a mostly sunny, breezy, mild or Saturday. Ticklin, 70 in a couple of spots on Sunday. Partly sunny, windy, and seasonably mild. It'll be some shower activity here for the day. Monday at 67. A little rain in spots as well Tuesday to early Wednesday. High temperatures at about 54 next to Tuesday. Middle 50s Wednesday and heading towards 55 to 60 for the end portion of next week. That mild weather pattern will continue on. Another uh, storm system due in for late next week as well. For Stevie J Broadcasting, I'd be the Rochester's Greg Solgay. Tappan's Towing team of experienced tow professionals is seeking others with CDLs, previous tow experience, and or strong interest in serving others. Please visit our career page at tappanstowing.com. A tradition of excellence over 150 years in the making. At Busey Bank, we're committed to building relationships that span generations. 
wherever your journey in life leads you. We are with you along the way, creating a legacy for you and your family. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Liz Clayman, and this is the Fox Business Report. Best Buy's earnings and revenue were both better than expected in the recent quarter, and its forecast is at the high end of Wall Street expectations for the year. The stock is up more than 2%. Best Buy Chief Executive Corey Barry says the company was able to navigate a pressured consumer electronic sales environment. She sees this year as one of increasing industry sales stabilization, a sign things will be calming down. Bath and Body Works shares are losing ground. The soap and perfume retailer reported better than expected earnings, but the company sees a decline in its business this year. Shares of Hormel and Dole, two major food companies, are rallying. Both were helped by very strong profits. Wall Street will be reacting today to the PCE inflation reading for January. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Jim Poselda. Invested in you. Interesting people are talking to Will Kane. I said, what do I call you? I call you Dwayne. I call you The Rock. He said, now that I own it, I can call well, you The Rock. Yes, I own it now. You can call me The Rock. Our next guest needs no introduction. It is Dr. Jordan Peterson, my old friend and frenemy, Stephen A. Smith. What is going on here? I see the Will Kane show in the background. I see the microphone. Watch it live at noon Eastern, Monday through Thursday on foxnews.com. And get the podcast five days a week at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Well, Ben and Sarah had bought land to build their dream home on. They also owned a stunning country home in St. Joe. Well, they really felt they'd have no problem selling their home themselves, but uh, hit some snags and things weren't really going well. They found Nate Evans and the Nate Evans Group. They got with his team. They put together the correct marketing strategies, resulting in the home getting several showings, two high-quality offers within two weeks nice you can get that immediate cash offer on your home there's flexible fees sell your home for the most money possible as you search online for nate evans group and exp realty and i tell you what the team around nate and nate himself are so good and have so much experience you won't get bad advice and if you're curious you can go to nate evans group and go to that middle of the title page get home value enter your address and see what happens get the process started call the only agent i would call if i needed to sell my home it's nate evans at 217-239-7113 or an online search to nate evans group to start packing sell your home Get ready to hit the road with confidence wherever your journey takes you. Clay Dooley Tire and Auto is here for all of your tire needs. Whether you're navigating the city streets or setting off on your next road trip, Clay Dooley has the perfect tires to keep your vehicle rolling smoothly. Find a great set of tires that fits your budget, plus take advantage of flexible financing options. Get the tires you need now and pay over time. Visit the Champagne location or call 352-4286 to talk to a tire expert today. Hi, this is Amanda Jean, the founder and planner of Inspire Your Wedding and Events. 
After the big yes, are you daydreaming about the big I do? Join us for premier, interactive, immersive, inspirational wedding showcase to bring together vendors and couples from all over central Illinois for your big day. Come away with ideas and vendors that will make your wedding one of the most inspiring days of your life. Save the date on Saturday, March 23rd at the historical and unforgettable Orpheum in downtown Champaign. For complete details, visit inspireyour.com. That's inspireyour.com. Well, doctor has uh, examined Joe Biden, said, quote, continues to be fit for duty. Okay, thank you. You're going to get your doctor to say, I can't remember a thing. Don't get it. (laughs) That was the kind of setup. It's okay. Okay. No cognitive test. Okay. Uh, Okay, so it's 724. Illinois beats Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Uh, These games are... They're hard because you can't lose them. It's like, you lost to Minnesota. Whoa. It's just, and again, remember what matters. March. Yes. That's it. And you Starts going, I've, tomorrow, though. I, I've been practicing <laughs> since October, and you're telling me the only thing that matters are two days in March? <laughs> Actually, one day. And then if you are good in the one day, you get two. Yeah. Uh, but Illinois, you know, the pressure's on, really, to try and win two. I think there'll be a tremendous amount of satisfaction just getting out of the first weekend. Mm -hmm. Because our program has been strong. Certainly, Brad Underwood, only Lou Henson and Brad Underwood, five five twenty one seasons in a row. And really, it's uh, Kansas and um, Creighton and Illinois. That I mean, it's winning five twenty seasons. It's just hard to win, as he says all the time. So anyway, Mm -hmm. after the game, Coleman Hawkins. What about that second half when we kind of kind of got a lead? Came down court, got some good looks. And capitalize off of it. Uh, you know, they were trying to double team in that pistol action, and we kind of took advantage of that. So that was good to see. Good to see the momentum shift like that. Not many college games you see with 200 points. Ben's done a great job. I knew they were very good. They're playing like a top 25 team, and they caused you a lot of problems. Thought Elijah Hawkins was absolutely special today. 12 assists, no turnovers. He didn't have to score. You know, I thought Terrence did a pretty good job on him in the first half. You know, we kind of flipped Terrence over to, to Cam, and Cam's, my opinion, it's what a pro looks like. I think there's very few guys in college basketball who can shoot off the bounce. I think they told me they had nine of their threes were off the bounce. That's very hard for college players to do. It's very rare, very unique. Cam was terrific. He was he was terrific. You know, Dawson's obviously McDonald's All-American, a veteran. I thought we strung together enough stops late. We found something. We literally ran one play the last 12 minutes. Uh, we didn't have to be over create overly creative. It's nice to have guys make shots. It's nice to have layup and fouls, and that's what Booty Ball does. Felt like they had matchup issues with us. We were just able to kind of exploit that. Marcus was terrific. Be very remiss if I didn't talk about Dane and his his performance. We were starting to get a little more comfortable with Dane in our booty ball action, where there's space and him creating opportunities to um, to move around where he doesn't get in the way. He was terrific tonight. And gave us a, a real physical presence against. Uh, against Payne, who's who's obviously a very good player. Yep, Minnesota's so much better than they used to be. Um, they've got some real players. Um, anyway, we win. Good news. So, listen, we go to Wisconsin day after tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Wisconsin, we know how hard that is up there. I believe we're better. And but, it's a noon game. Yeah, I'm glad it's earlier. Less potential crowd crazy because mm-hmm. you haven't been drinking as much. 
Um, and then you've got Purdue. Yes. I mean, but the, this is going to be goodbye to the seniors. Yes. It's going to be like nine people or whatever. So many. And it's a six o'clock start. So they want people to be there at 530. Yeah. Yeah. Be there for the you, senior you, ceremony. You want to say thank you to mm-hmm. Marcus Damask and Justin Harmon and Quincy Garrier. I mean, mm-hmm. th- th- these guys, I mean, these transfers, those three specifically have been absolutely huge for our success. So you want to say goodbye. Then it's going to be absolutely, if you don't have curly hair, you'd have an afro because the electricity in that building is going to be special because we can beat Purdue here. You know, they beat us there. It was like less than 10 points. It was a pretty good game. Um, we didn't have Terrence Shannon for that, I don't think. I don't think Terrence played in that game because like January 5th or something. Right. So we, we've got full complement of our team. Um, obviously it'd be a statement big time to beat the number two team, number three team, uh, certainly one of the top teams. So that would be pretty cool. Then we go to Iowa and I'm just telling you, you know, I don't have to tell you at Iowa Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's how, a six o'clock start too. six o'clock Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, at Iowa. It's going to be hard, real mm-hmm. hard. And these last three are very hard. So anyway, get ready for the big 10 tournament. We, uh, we just got to probably win one of the three to make sure we're that double buy. But let's go win them all. What the heck? We have a good basketball team. Absolutely. Go Illini. All right, John Decker. He's our great television White House correspondent. He's the guy we call on Thursday. He's coming up. Don't go away. John's about to get on Air Force One. We got that next. Hi, I'm Tyler Weaver, president of Carpet Weaver's Flooring and Furniture Gallery. It's time to come home to Carpet Weaver's. We don't want you to just like your new floors. We want you to love them. From waterproof floors and carpet to furnitures and design advice, we've got a team of experts on your side. We'll get you the best price and the best quality products. And complete your home with furniture and accessories. Buy it all with free financing, too. Come home to Carpet Weavers, where floors, furniture, and family meet. Are you tired of shivering in the winter? Look no further than your local heroes at ABC Heating and Air Conditioning. Hi, this is Gina inviting you to give us a call at 217-352-5400 to book your appointment to make sure your furnaces run safely and efficiently this winter. We've been proudly locally owned and operated and have been serving our community for over 50 years. ABC, always be comfortable. Call me, 217-352-5400 to book your appointment today or go to abcheatingandac.com. First Federal Savings Bank of Champaign-Urbana invested in our community since 1908. Before you buy your home in 2024, we invite you to speak with one of our experienced lenders, Jack, Jim, Kim, or Lane. Experience the convenience of working with a local lender with local service, decisions, and loan underwriting in our comfortable offices. Visit us to experience the exceptional friendly service from our knowledgeable staff. Hey, if you're not already banking with us, give us a try. We think you'll love it here. We do. 356bank.com, First Federal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS. Four three five one two zero. Supreme Court will hear arguments April 22nd over whether former President Trump is immune from prosecution in a federal election interference case. The immunity question has kept proceedings on hold since December. The court has yet to rule meantime on whether Trump can be kept off ballots. A state judge in Illinois says 
he's ineligible to run. Illinois joins Colorado and Maine, where officials have argued he should be booted from the ballot, citing the same reason, that he engaged in an insurrection trying to hold on to power after the 2020 election. Fox's Rich Edson, Trump and President Biden will both be at the southern border today. In Texas, Trump and Biden will be five hours apart in areas seeing different numbers of migrants. Eagle Pass, where Trump is going, has seen over 2,000 migrants in recent days. Brownsville, where Biden is going, far fewer, just 46. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson, President Biden will be making remarks urging Congress to pass a border security bill. America's listening to Fox News. Here's a look at local news. A former member of the Illinois Supreme Court has died. Benjamin Miller died over the weekend at 87. He was the first state Supreme Court justice to come from Springfield area when he was put on the bench in 1984. Miller served on the court until 2001 and spent several years as chief justice. U of I students doing their part to save the ice arena in the heart of campus. Now the university posing three questions to students on the spring referendum. One option having an off-campus ice arena instead. Another one considers tearing down the currency space and replacing it with multi-use courts. Mantle Fire looking into a pair of fires that broke out in the same trailer within 12 hours of each other. Also looking into possible connection to a fire next door three weeks earlier. The fires happened on Mahoning Drive February 8, which killed two cats and displaced the person that was living there. So far at this point, the firefighters don't know the amount of damage or the cause. Again, they're investigating. You're up to date from the Stevie J Broadcasting Newsroom. I'm Jim Miller. Thank you, Jim. Our weather brought to you by Houlihan. It's date night tonight. Every Thursday, live in the lounge from 6 to 8. $7 glass of house wine. All the food is terrific. And Jonathan Snyder's harp. It's just so soothing. Mm-hmm. So, first in St. Mary for Houlihan's tonight. Hello again, everyone. Let's check weather. Free Central Law Champagne event and visit Saturday. Nice one ahead here on this leap year day. Sunshine, afternoon temperatures for this last day in February at about 45 degrees with a south wind at about 8 to 15 miles per increasing clouds tonight. Lows near 30. There'll be weather system passing well to the south of us for the day tomorrow, but still into the south end of the county and south from there. Maybe a couple sprinkles and snowflakes into the early to morning and a sprinkle in the afternoon. Otherwise, we'll turn it partly sunny up to 46 and a light south wind. Clouds breaking in the 30s to Tomorrow night we'll flirt with 60 and a mostly sunny breezy mild or Saturday. Ticklin 70 in a couple of spots on Sunday. Partly sunny, windy, and seasonably mild. Be some shower activity here for the day Monday at 67. Little rain in spots as well Tuesday to early Wednesday. High temperatures at about 54 next to Tuesday. Middle 50s Wednesday and heading towards 55 to 60 for the end portion of next week. That mild weather pattern will continue on. Another uh, storm system doing for late next week as well. For Stevie J Broadcasting, I'd be the Rochester, Greg Soldier. Yeah, thank Thank you, Greg. Appreciate it. 17 degrees across East Central Illinois, ESPN 93.5. There's Diane Ducey. Good morning. I'm Stevie J. And ladies and gentlemen, moms and dads, boys and girls, gather around the radio. It's Thursday. John Decker. John Decker. John Decker. I want to talk to John Decker. He is the one we know. I want to talk to John Decker. He's at the White House in press room. John Decker. John Decker. Yes, children singing the theme from Combines. John Decker. John Decker, great television's White House correspondent. Well, we are still um, awaiting the invitation to join you on Air Force One where you can say, he's with me. But no, we can't do that today, I guess. So what's today. You're going to Texas with the president, is that right? Going to Brownsville, Texas with President Biden today. We depart in about two hours or so, a little less than two hours. And uh, it's a 
is the president's second visit to the U.S. Uh, border with Mexico. The first visit was to El Paso, Texas. And this is going to be an interesting trip uh, because 325 miles away from where we will be in Brownsville, in Eagle Pass, Texas, another border town, that's where former President Donald Trump will be. And Eagle Pass is really the epicenter of the migrant crisis. Uh, that has existed for some time in this country. And why, Mr. Decker, would the president want to not go to the epicenter? I don't know. That's a really great question that I will ask today, how they uh, came to choose Brownsville as the place where President Biden is visiting today. Now, uh, when they announced this trip, uh, it was already known that former President Donald Trump would be in Eagle Pass on this particular day. And yet, knowing that, they chose to do their trip to the U.S.-Mexico border on the same day. So, uh, interesting decision by the White House. Uh, you know, I think it's a catch-22 for President Biden, TV, uh, because he would be criticized if he didn't go to the U.S.-Mexico border. And yet, at the same time, he's already facing criticism uh, for uh, going there and, and not announcing any executive actions, for instance, that he could uh, possibly take as it relates to changes in U.S. immigration policy. Certainly, I, I would guess that the reason it's Brownsville, not Eagle Pass, is the visuals. Oh, look at all the people coming in. There's like 17 coming across in Brownsville, maybe. Right. Well, you know, I think that that certainly has a lot to do with it. Uh, when the president visited El Paso, Texas, he did not visit any migrant processing uh, centers, uh, nor is he going to visit, uh, at least the schedule that I've seen, any migrant processing centers in, in his visit to Brownsville. Uh, you know, I think that's a huge mistake. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's a mistake in the sense that how can you uh, really know about how bad the crisis is? And it is a crisis. It's a humanitarian crisis without seeing firsthand, uh, you know, the extent to which the Border Patrol is dealing with this huge influx of migrants every day. And last year was a record number in terms of uh, interceptions and interactions that the Border Patrol had with would-be asylum seekers. Mm. Okay, well, again, this, it's odd the same day, and the press will cover which? It is. President of the United States or the former president of the United States? What, what did they do, both? Both. Yeah. Uh, both, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm with the president. I'm with President Biden. Uh, but, you know, there will be my colleagues who will, will be in Eagle Pass uh, with the former president. Uh, so both of these trips will be covered. After all, uh, it is looking like a rematch, uh, and these are the two likely uh, presidential nominees uh, that are taking this visit and talking about an issue that is a major issue for a large percentage of Americans, according to polls, and that's the issue of border security. Okay, so why wouldn't they do executive action again? I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, last week it was floated, this idea that President Biden is contemplating taking some sort of executive action. Uh, and I say floated because it seemed to me that maybe he was ready to pull the trigger on uh, changes to uh, the asylum process, uh, changing the standard for claiming asylum. Uh, but here we are a week later, the White House indicated that the president will not announce any changes in U.S. immigration policy, uh, will not announce any executive actions while he's down there in Brownsville. So uh, to me, it was just that. It was a trial balloon, and I think that what he heard uh, was not favorable things coming from those uh, who are in the progressive part of the Democratic Party. Well, it's it's pretty simple to know what the president's going to say. He's going to stand there and blame Republicans for not doing it, and it's Trump's 
open border. And I just don't think people are going to bite into that. Well, uh, I think uh, that that's part of it. You know, the president it will make remarks while he's down in Brownsville. He'll talk about the need for Congress to pass that bipartisan border security bill that has already passed the Senate with uh, strong with bipartisanship. I wouldn't say strong, but with bipartisanship, uh, you know, and uh, the House is not taking up that legislation. Uh, it is so difficult to pass an immigration bill. There has not been a major immigration bill that has passed uh, Congress in decades. Uh, and that's unfortunate. You know, there, you know, the problem's only going to get worse, uh, if you don't confront the problem and, and realize, you know what, we need to have some compromise and let's at least pass some measures that will reduce the number of migrants coming into the U S on a yearly basis. On the tablets joint phone line, John Decker, the only attorney on press row. So you would know about the Supreme Court taking up the Trump immunity case. I would. Explain that to yes. the people as to what this is and what it does to the January 6th trial. Well, there's a trial uh, related to alleged election interference that the special counsel, Jack Smith, would like to uh, get underway in Washington, D.C. But there's a further delay because the Supreme Court is going to be hearing oral arguments concerning the issue of whether or not a president has absolute immunity for all of his official acts while he was president, even acts uh, that uh, are alleged to have been criminal in nature. Uh, that's what the Supreme Court will hear oral arguments on the week of April the 22nd. So a further delay and a start date for that trial uh, makes it that much more difficult to have that trial take place before the presidential election. There's still a window for that to happen. Uh, but the Supreme Court, I, I think, really felt uh, this is an issue that they needed to weigh in on. There's never been a case uh, like this one specifically involving alleged criminal acts by a president. And uh, four justices, at the very least, said, we need to hear this case. We need to weigh in on this issue. We need to uh, weigh in on this issue, not only as it relates to uh, the former president, uh, Donald Trump, but also future presidents as well. So they know the, uh, you know, essentially rule of the, uh, the, the law of the land, uh, the, 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 the process by which they can act uh, and act knowing whether their actions uh, would be covered by this concept of absolute immunity. Is there a rush to get this done? And why would justice have to be rushed in any way? Well, it shouldn't be rushed. I mean, the Supreme Court, uh, having said that, uh, on certain issues, uh, puts uh, issues on their docket rather quickly. Think about how quickly that Colorado ballot case was put on the docket. I mean, it was put on the docket a month after Donald Trump filed an appeal. So the Supreme Court can act uh, very quickly when it wants to and when it needs to. Bush v. Gore is another example of that. Uh, they heard oral arguments in Bush v. Gore, and the next day they issued their opinion. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I think that the Supreme Court recognizes that this particular issue will have a bearing uh, to a certain extent on the 2024 presidential election. Uh, but that's, you know, the hand that they've been dealt. Uh, that's that's obviously an issue that they feel is necessary for them to weigh in on ahead of the presidential election. Yeah, okay, because it, it, it's like, you know, oh, Jack Smith wants to go fast so they can hang a conviction on him. I mean, is is, is there any truth to that? Uh, Jack Smith wants to have this case happen sooner rather than later. Remember, the original start date for the election interference trial, Stevie, was March the 4th. Uh, and so it's not happening March the 4th, that's for sure. Uh, and 
uh, it's going to happen uh, after the end of June if the Supreme Court upholds the unanimous ruling by the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, which found that uh, Donald Trump does not have absolute immunity. Uh, and so uh, if the Supreme Court upholds that ruling by a unanimous three-judge panel of the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, then Judge Chuckin, uh, if she wishes to do so, could uh, set a, a trial date, a mm-hmm. start date for that election interference trial, uh, and she could do so before the November presidential election. Well, Illinois proudly joins Colorado and Maine for kicking Trump off the primary. Can a state do there that on, on a federal candidate? Can you, is that mm-hmm. constitutional? Well, we'll see. I think that the decision by the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, which will be rendered any day now concerning that Colorado ballot case uh, and what the Colorado Supreme Court did in removing uh, Donald Trump's name from the election ballot, uh, that will have a bearing on, on what Illinois, uh, that judge in Illinois announced yesterday, it will have a bearing on what the Secretary of State of the state of Maine uh, announced, uh, removing Donald Trump from the ballot there. And, uh, you know, I was in the Supreme Court for that particular oral argument. I think it's going to be an 8-1, to one, if not a 9-0 to zero, uh, decision by the Supreme Court, uh, overturning the ruling by the Colorado Supreme Court, allowing Donald Trump's name to be on the election ballot, not only in Colorado, Stevie, but on the election ballot on every state in the country. Gotcha. Okay. Mitch McConnell stepping down November. What's the impact? Well, Mitch McConnell, uh, you know, I, I think, I personally think was one of, and he is, he's not going away. He's going to remain the minority leader until after the November election. Uh, one of the greatest political minds in Washington, D.C., and think about all the people who uh, come and go from Washington, D.C. Uh, he understood his conference. He understood the electorate. Uh, he could move legislation. Uh, he could block legislation. And uh, it will be a loss. I think, you know, he's the longest-serving leader in the history of the U.S. Senate, uh, and he was someone who uh, was and is an institutionalist. Uh, he never strived or had an ambition to be president. He wanted to be what he is right now, which is uh, the leader for Republicans in the Senate. And, of course, when Republicans controlled the Senate, he was the majority leader. Uh, and so uh, he, had, of course, announcing that he's uh, stepping down, not for health reasons, he said, but because the time is right, he's going to pass the baton to someone else in the party from a younger generation, uh, and there will be a fight uh, in terms of who will be the successor to Mitch McConnell. I think, you know, at least three senators will certainly run for the position of minority leader uh, in the in the U.S. Senate. Well, there's 23 out of the 30, what, 34 Senate seats up. And Republicans, I would think, have an edge to at least get 51, 49. Yeah. Or so. It may not happen, but they certainly have the advantage. The last time around, it was more they uh, do. Republican seats hmm. to defend. So there's that. Right. And and also, they already have a leg up because of West Virginia. Yep. Joe Manchin announcing he's not running for re-election. So that's going to be a pickup for Republicans. And, you know, if, if things stand right now, that's 50-50. And if Donald Trump wins the presidency, um, the Republicans would control the U.S. Senate. They wouldn't even need to pick up an hmm. additional seat. So... Uh, things are looking good for Republicans to win back control of the Senate. I think things are looking really bad for Republicans to hold on to the House, however. Uh, you know, I think the, the reason for that is just dysfunction. You know, you see it, uh, I see it, you know, dysfunction in terms of uh, managing the House of Representatives. Uh, you know, they, they throw out their own leader, uh, Kevin McCarthy, you know, just 
uh, you know, George Santos, uh, just a lot of things that, you know, mm-hmm. Republicans have not done well in terms of managing the House of Representatives for the past two years. And finally, Hunter Biden. Um, yes. Any ripples from his closed door <laughs> deposition yesterday? No, but I'm looking forward to the open, you know, hearing, you know, the one that's televised, you know. Don't you want to see that, Stevie? That's the one that I think is going to be really interesting. Well, and I realize it'll be the... They're, they're, pay, they're, yeah. pay, they're paying crazy money for fights on Saturday night. Couldn't they do pay-per-view for Hunter Biden's open? <laughs> what, I mean, Why not? Right? I mean, I, listen, I'd probably pay $40. Who, who's, uh, who's going to be the questioning? Who's doing the questioning on that? That's Congress? Well, when it's, an, when it's an open hearing, it's going to be every member of the House Oversight Committee, and there's a significant number. I think it's uh, close to three dozen. I mean, it took me a long hearing, a long day for Hunter Biden when that hearing date is set. Uh, but I'll tune in. I'll watch it. I'll cover it. You know. Uh, but a lot of the same questions, a lot of the same answers that will be uh, that were posed yesterday will be posed once again when he testifies publicly. When is that? They don't have a date yet. Uh, so it's going to be in the next few weeks, I would imagine. Um, you know, certainly uh, well before Memorial Day. Uh, so you know, it, it's going to happen. You know, in, in due time. John Decker. Have a great day, long day, Eagle Pass. Long uh, day, yeah. Going, yes. going to um, what part of Texas? Brownsville, Brownsville. Texas. Brownsville. I'm yes. going to Brownsville. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And I'm, I'll look for you on the camera to be walking with the president, as he, I'm sure, wants to I'll be walking to. right yeah. alongside him. Yep. Absolutely, yep. yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll get to your position and yell your question like you all have to do. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Is, is he answering <laughs> questions? On, is he doing any questions? Yeah, he's doing that. He's doing more of that. He's doing more of that than he was, let's say, uh, two months ago. Yeah. Uh, I think that's good. You know, he needs to do that, you know, because of uh, doubts that people may have about his ability, uh, that you may have, Stevie, about his abilities to, to be president. Uh, the more he answers questions, the more he travels, the more uh, that he confronts that particular issue, the better he will be. Uh, so maybe he'll come back to the back of the plane and take some questions well, uh, while we're on this long trip. And I would John, the, the doctor had said he's perfectly fine. No cognitive he's perfectly test. fine. Yeah. Absolutely. No the way, test, when, right? when I am a president, you're going to be my doctor. Okay, so we have that. Uh, I, I'm not a doctor. That's okay. You can play one. That's okay. It's really nobody. <laughs> okay. John Decker, we appreciate you. Have a great trip today. We'll be looking for your reporting. Thanks so much, Stevie. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. That's John Decker about to get on Air Force One this morning with the president to Brownsville, Texas. Donald Trump will be in Eagle Pass, Texas. It's amazing. They're in Texas the same day. Yes. All right, it's 749. Did you know we got a goodie coming up next with Nathaniel Sun. Make a difference in your community and start a rewarding career when you join the Regional Planning Commission Early Childhood Education Team. The RPC will be interviewing for open positions within the program during a hiring event Thursday, April 4th at 103 South Country Fair Drive in Champaign. The event runs from 9 a.m. to noon. Attendees are encouraged to bring their resumes and references. Don't miss this hiring event for the Early Childhood Education Program April 4th from 9 to noon at 103 South Country Fair Drive in Champaign. Learn more at ccrpc.org. Get the roof your home deserves by Roof Doctors, your residential roofing specialist that has always offered the best warranties in the industry, like our non-prorated 50-year warranty. Our customers love that we are family-owned and locally operated. We make our customer needs our top priority. With over 30 years' experience and the best customer service, give Roof Doctors a call today for your free estimate at 328-7529. 
in your community and for your community. Roof Doctors. All right, weather brought to you by Busey. Been around a while. 1868. Mm. One year after the University of Illinois. Yeah. Busey. Member FDIC. Hello again, everyone. Let's check weather. Free Central Dawn Champagne event Ev is Saturday. Nice one ahead here on this leap year day. Sunshine, afternoon temperatures for this last day in February at about 45 degrees with a south wind at about 8 to 15 miles per increasing clouds tonight. Lows near 30. There'll be weather system passing well to the south of us for the day tomorrow, but still into the south end of the county and south from there. Maybe a couple sprinkles and snowflakes into the early morning and a sprinkle in the afternoon. Otherwise, we'll turn it partly sunny up to 46 and a light south wind. Clouds breaking in the 30s. Tomorrow night we'll flirt with 60 and a mostly sunny breezy well or Saturday. Ticklin 70 in a couple of spots on Sunday. Partly sunny, windy, and seasonably mild. It's be some shower activity here for the day. Monday at 67. Little rain in spots as well. Tuesday to early Wednesday. High temperatures at about 54 next to Tuesday. Middle 50s Wednesday and heading towards 55 to 60 for the end portion of next week. That mild weather pattern will continue on. Another uh, storm system due in for late next week as well. For Stephen J. Broadcasting, I'd be the just Greg Soldier. Thank you. Greg, we appreciate it. Still in the teens. It is Thursday, 7.52. We call it Did You Know? Calling my son, Nathaniel's son. Call him Nathaniel's son because so you know who he is. Not to Karate Kid. No. Yeah. Hey, uh, Nathaniel's son. How are you? Good morning. <laughs> Great. How are you guys? From Chicago. Just trying to stay warm. We had record-breaking temperatures just two days ago. Mm-hmm. Was it warm in Chicago? It was, and I was thinking to myself when I was walking Tilly yesterday, and yeah. I was woefully underdressed. I'm like, I, I could have sworn it was about 60 <laughs> degrees warmer the day before. Yes, that so, is correct, yeah. yeah. All right, so it's February 29. What, 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 what are we doing? What do you know, Nathaniel? It, yeah, it, it, it is indeed February 29th. Folks, in case you haven't noticed, it's not March yet. The month of February is still dragging on, and this year, it's by an additional day. Now, if you're like me, you've probably maybe wondered and just brushed off why on earth we add an extra day to the end of the month of February, the end of the month of February, the four years. And in order to answer this question, we have to go back about 2,000 years to when the Roman Empire was the leading global power. It's 46 BC, and Julius, Cal- Julius Caesar is realizing he needs to make a change to his Roman calendar because, you see, previously the Roman calendar was based on lunar cycles. And what this meant is their calendar was actually about 10 days shorter than the calendar we currently use today. Now, what this would do is every year, a certain date would be in a slightly different part of the season. So, for example, in one year, June 10th might feel like June 10th, but the next year it would feel like June 20th, and the year after that it would feel like June 30th. Now, Caesar noticed that his contemporaries on the southern coast of the Mediterranean in Egypt had actually based their calendar off of the sun rather than the moon, and they weren't having this issue. So, in 46 BC, the Julian calendar was instituted, and it was exactly 365 days and 6 hours long. And the goal here was to line it up precisely with a solar year, but the amount of time it takes our planet to travel around the sun. Now, this was great, but the only issue is 365 days and 6 hours is actually off. It was 11 minutes and 14 seconds too long. But what Europe had instituted is instead of adding six hours every year onto December 31st, we instead add one day every four years. Mm. So this had been used in Europe, and all is fine and well, but come the year 1582, they realized 
with that 11-minute discrepancy that they were off by 10 days. <laughs> so Pope Gregory VIII issued, issued a papal bill stating that October 4th of 1582 would be followed directly by October 15th, or 1582 to get us back on track. Now it's 2024 and we have things like the atomic clock, so we are a little bit more precise than 11 minutes. We're down to the seconds, but believe it or not, those who control the atomic calendar in our, in our societal calendar also do make adjustments, but in the realm of a second here or there. So if you notice that your December 31st is short by a second every year, uh, every year or so, uh, that's why. So it's February 29th, and yeah, you can it, it, tell someone today that we're, we're here today because we didn't add six hours onto December 31st the past four years. Well, well, I mean, this is remarkable how they would have calculated all that back in the days of Caesar 2,000 years ago hey. and tried to figure it all out and then change it in 1582. We didn't have Instagram or Facebook right, in 15... How would we have survived without calling people? Hey, how'd they get the word out in 1582? Right. You, yeah, that's a great question. Take this note and put it on your ship, and don't forget to give it to Bob on the other side. I mean, yeah, Christmas is coming 10 days earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, no, it's, uh, wow, that goes way back. I had no idea. So when you were Caesar, you could just say, yeah, let's change the calendar. Bring me that thing. Hey, Rick, bring me the calendar. We're changing it. Well, and I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was a process in their government. That, oh, sure. That, you know, they realized because you know they would have seen. Hey, July is a lot colder this year than it was last yeah, year. Yeah, right. Like well, I wonder, but but how would they get the word out? How would they? T you know, how would that, they? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I, I assume yeah. uh, writing you know, stuff on old, old school messengers. <laughs> I got parchment here. How do I get the word out? That the pigeons or something with the. With the attachment, I don't on know. Their claw well, good stuff. <laughs> Did you know about Leap Year Day and Nathanielson delivering again? Well done, then. Well done. Okay, well, we'll call you next Yeah, you, you turn. Tilly, Happy Leap Day, Tilly. Your little cocker spaniel's doing fine. <laughs> oh, she's 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 heard it all week. <laughs> all right, talk soon, Nathanielson. Thank you. Right, thanks. You bet. Chicago. You mm -hmm. didn't know anything about that, did you? I did not. Pretty interesting. Very well done. Thank you, Nathaniel Son, ESPN 93.5. The news is next. Another hour to go. Um, Big line I win. 105-97. Yeah, 105 to 97. The High most points game. in a game in the Big Ten and 15. Nice. Get to all that coming up. Tapman's Towing, team of experienced tow professionals, is seeking others with CDLs, previous tow experience, and or strong interest in serving others. Please visit our career page at tapmanstowing.com. Hi, this is Steve from Good Vibes. And I'm Luke Goody from your men's basketball team. So Luke, you're what, about 6'7"? Yeah, why? Uh, because size matters in basketball and video. I know it's easier to shoot over a smaller guy. And it's easier to see every detail on the biggest screen. That's why we brought in Sony's 98-inch Bravia. Unbelievable TV for gaming and sports. That's not taller than me, though, is it? No, but it's 8 inches wider than you are high. It is large and in charge. All right, so it's big. Does it lose something blown up that size? Nope. The Sony Cognitive Processor delivers wide dynamic contrast, billions of natural colors, and high peak brightness all the way to the corners over 8 feet apart. So all that means is it's expensive, right? $69.99 isn't cheap, but it's less than a good projector and screen, and it works in bright rooms. So how much am I getting paid for this commercial again? Well, not that much, Luke, but with your good credit, it's under $650 a month with 0%, including tax and installation by Good Vibes Experts.
Bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Circus Sports is now available in Illinois. Hi, I'm Derek Stevens. I've been a lifelong sports better and I'm the owner of Circus Sports. We're excited that the Circus Sports app is now ready for action. Experience big app bets with high betting limits, tight money line splits, and more. Now you can download, fund, and bet like a pro from anywhere in Illinois. Download your new bookie today at CircusSports.com. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. Looking for a place to host a corporate meeting, intimate gathering, or a large-scale celebration? If so, the University of Illinois' Alice Campbell Alumni Center offers the perfect space and staff to make your function a success. A few rooms offered at the center include the elegant ballroom, the Richmond Family Gallery, and the premier and professional executive boardroom. For more information on renting a space at the Alice Campbell Alumni Center, visit uiaa.org alumni center or call 1-800-355-2580. All right. I have a hard time remembering what month I'm in, let alone the day and the time and the seconds. But there is an atomic clock. Have you yes. ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. If you ever want to know the time, just Google atomic clock. Absolutely. It is 8 o'clock. You're listening to WSJK ESPN 93.5 Tuscola Champaign-Urbana. You're home for the St. Louis.